Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. My name is Shamail. I'm a medical student here within the UK. Today is episode three: How to develop a photographic memory. Now, of course, we all would love to develop a photographic memory, and I think it's one of those skills which come. You know, comes very handy from time to time. You know, when it comes to university, school, education, work, even survival skills. You know, remembering someone's car registration, for example. Like this is a technique which can come into hand anywhere, at any time, and it can even be you know a party trick of some sort. But with all of that aside, I think today I'm going to just briefly go over. A few different stages, techniques, tips that you can apply to yourself to develop your photographic memory. And the reason why I say develop is because no one's ever born with a photographic memory. Yeah, okay, some people have a greater potential than others, but it does not mean no one has the opportunity to develop. You know, sometimes、uh, some people have a different starting point. Some people, you know, start all the way back. Some people start, you know. On a really good, you know, stage in terms of memory,、um, it really does vary, and it's also dependent on your environment. But please do not think that you do not have the capabilities. You one hundred and one percent have the capability. If you have a brain, and if you are a human, you have the capabilities of developing a photographic memory. Our storage in our brain is unlimited. Science says that our brain storage is unlimited, but. Where does the issue come? The issue comes when we can't retrieve information. So that's what I'm going to talk about today as well. Talking about how to actually retrieve that information. So I'm going to talk about six or seven different points that hopefully you can apply in your life as well. So beginning with the first one is eliminating all distractions. So remove physical distractions, remove emotional distractions. So emotional can be things about you know issues happening in the home, outside of the home, at school, university. Remove all of those distractions for a second, and then remove all the physical distractions. If you can't remove anything physical, such as your phone, laptop, tablet, etc., go somewhere else, sit in a different room where there's less noise. Noise. Visual noise is one thing, and auditory noise is a different thing. So do you know if A room is really messy. It's really hard to study. That's a fact,、um, because visual noise just, you know, clogs, makes you, you know, blind in terms of obviously it, you, it won't make you physically, literally blind, but it doesn't help when it comes to memorizing something. Try it out for yourself. Clean your entire room for a second if it's dirty, and then. Once clean, then sit and study, and you'll see a difference. And whilst I haven't come across、um, such amazing research yet regarding this, or when I say amazing, I mean、um, research that's gone into a little bit more in depth regarding, you know, how cleanliness and memory are linked together. But it, it is. It, I've I've experienced this, you know, firsthand. So、um, that's talking about distractions. What about learning style? Well, learning style、um, is really important because we have four different learning styles, and that's called VARC. So we've got visual, which stands for visual, oral, reading, writing, and then kinesthetic. And knowing your learning style of learning can help in terms of memory encoding and in the way you retrieve information because that helps. The best way to retrieve information is from one of these four different things. So, visual can be things like you know images, maps, graphs.、Um, oral or audio can be things such as hearing and speech. And so, a lot of people you might come across you know students who、um, tend to you know speak out loud when they revise.、Uh, what about reading and writing? You know. This is something that everyone does.、Um, every student nearly has done this. You know, look 
cover, write, and then check. Uh, you've probably heard of that. And that's a very, very good example of the type of learner some students may be. And then with last, we've got kinesthetic, which is a little bit harder in terms of, you know, availability of actually applying it, but is more so practical. It's about, you know, um, doing things physically. So kinesthetic is about doing things physically rather than, you know, sitting down and reading a book. You know, for example, anatomy, you would le rather learn from a cadaver than from sitting and reading a book about anatomy. So that's your style of learning. And there are a few exercises, uh, which I'll briefly talk about um, when it comes to your uh, style of learning. For example, um, watching a YouTube video. Uh, so this is for visual, by the way. So if you're a visual learner, watch a YouTube video and pay attention to the background, the person, basically everything in that video. And then after a minute, try and pause and try to recall everything you saw. And the more items you get right, the better your memory becomes. And you can do this from time and time again. Another little thing that you can do with your friends is when you're walking or with your family, um, suddenly ask any member or friend to close their eyes and then ask them to recall everything that they saw around them. And the best thing about this is that they don't see it coming. And as a result of that, it will just come to show how much are they aware of their surroundings and it also teaches us a lesson about to live in the moment to be in the moment and it also helps a lot in terms of situational awareness and various other different things as well and i know a lot of us tend to daydream go on our phones and it really is a good thing to practice even just with yourself as well just randomly look down at the floor and try and recall everything that was around you and it really does help you know visualization um Talking about, you know, um, moving on to oral, um, you know, your hearing. So close your eyes and try and make an effort to hear everything and then say out aloud what you can hear. And then um, once again, then listen to everything again and check if you've, you know, heard everything that you that was in your environment. And it also teaches you how much stuff is going on in the background, but you don't really actually pay attention to it because your brain is kind of going into autopilot mode and blocking those sounds out. Reading and writing is an interesting one. Um, Kind of like that look, cover, write, checks sort of thing as well. Um, but when it comes to reading and writing, um, one thing that definitely helps your memory, 101%, and I'm um, an example, is diary writing. I have more than five to six diaries. And I kid you not, I remember a certain day, a specific day, what co uh, colour clothes people were wearing, what type of shoes they were wearing, what they said to me, all of that stuff, because I wrote it down. And I think when I read it over and over again, it just consolidates all of that. Um, I've rarely read back at my diary, uh, probably once, but because of me writing it down, I remember it. And so really, I, I'm confident with my memory, but just because of diary writing. So I really encourage you to do that. And it doesn't even have to be a paragraph, uh, like a page. It can be uh, even be a paragraph. Now, Talking about kinesthetic, it's a little bit difficult to do this exercise, but imagine you've got a map, right? And you've got a bunch of items on your desk. Place those bunch of items on the map, and then each item is linked to a certain country that you place it on top of. Let's say I place a pencil on top of Egypt. I'm going to associate the pencil with Egypt. Now get rid of the map and look at all the items. See if you can remember what each item is representing in terms of country. So that's just one way of making it, you know, um, testing your kinesthetic learning. Now, uh, another little story as well. My teacher, when I was in year two, she um, made us do origami and she made us do it four times. So she, we were making, I think, um, a paper rabbit. 
and or a crane yes it was a crane that was it an origami crane and she taught it in four different ways she taught how to do it by reading out instructions then she showed us visually by a video and then she showed us um you know an example doing it kinesthetically and all of that stuff so and each origami paper we used was different in terms of each one represented oral, visual, kinesthetic. And from that, she gathered what her uh, you know class is like in terms of are they all visual learners? Are they all auditory? And she would tailor the learning style, the learning, the teaching to the student's learning style, which was amazing. And it's really, really nice to see that. Now, the third point or fourth point or second point, I've lost my track, but um Third point, I believe, is speak to your brain. Now, speaking to your brain is easy, but it's so important. Now, if you speak to your brain first before memorizing something, you're basically ensuring your brain is with you in the present moment and not elsewhere subconsciously thinking. Now, this is an amazing exercise. Definitely do this with me right now. So imagine you, um, in fact, don't imagine, drop your arms by your side and Think of your brain, right? Think of your prefrontal cortex, so the front part of your brain. Now, actually feel it. Actually imagine it's there. Feel the presence of it. And you should be able to feel some sort of like heat or tingling or weird, odd sensation. Maybe not a tingle, but, you know, um, some sort of... Um, it feels like there's a lot of energy going on at the front of your brain. Now, do the exact same but actually feel your hand, feel the presence of your hand there. Actually feel it, you know, tingling. Do you feel a tingling sensation? It's weird because you probably are. And that's basically you thinking of your your hand. Uh, you, you can actually control what your brain does. Don't let your brain control you. You control your brain. So I know that's a bit of a weird thing to say, but... I'm just talking about speaking to your brain, get to know your brain. And once you've done that, it also makes sure uh, it's just a way of ensuring that you don't lose, you know, concentration, that you're in the present moment, that your brain doesn't wander off. So that's very, very important. Um, the second, fourth, fifth thing that I was going to be talking about um, is add cues in your life. You know, whenever you're doing something out aloud, uh, whenever you're doing something, sorry, do it out aloud. Um I know from time to time I'll be like, yeah, okay, right now I'm tidying, right now I'm putting the pencil case on my desk, right now I'm writing about this, or even when you're revising, oh, this is my arm, my forearm contains, you know, this, that, many bones and like 12 different muscles. And speaking out aloud acts as a cue because not only are you doing the things visually, but you're also doing it auditory. Um, you know, you're listening to it as well. You're speaking as well. So the more senses that are involved, the better it is. So, like today, you could be uh, doing this right now. I am currently reading or listening to um, Medic Heroes podcast about photographic memory. And funnily enough, you will end up remembering this podcast. And then another thing is uh, use more than one style of learning. Obviously, kinesthetic or visual learning might be your best way, but use the more one uh, style of learning. That's because the more senses that you use, the more styles of learning you use, the more likely you'll be concentrating, the more likely you'll absorb the information at hand. And it's as simple as that. It's more so about being in the moment, having the will to learn, having the will to actually memorize and actually concentrating at uh, and you know at, at what you're doing hence why i said the first thing i said which was to eliminate things from you know your environment so if i didn't mention it um definitely you know eliminate things like physical distractions and emotional distractions so that's like one of the first things i should have mentioned i believe i did but i can't remember um and then 
lastly or second to last is stop demoralizing yourself you probably hear people tend to say things like oh um you know they say things like oh i'm really bad with remembering names no you are not first of all i hate that phrase um the reason being i'll be very very straight with you is because you are not putting in the effort to when it comes to memorization you have to put in the effort you have to be self-motivated um and once you motivate yourself you'll be able to see a difference Look at this, right? If someone came up to you and complimented you about one of your strengths, how would you feel? You'd feel amazing, right? But if someone came up to you and talked about your insecurities, how would you feel? You know, really bad. If those words from someone else can impact you, why can't your own words impact yourself? So speak positively about yourself. You know, speak positive words, affirmations. I know it seems very cringe. A lot of you out there are probably thinking, oh, this is a bit cringe speaking to yourself. What difference does it make? Oh, it makes a difference. It really does. You attract things that you think. So if you think you're bad at, you know, memorization, then like you're bad at memorization. So use the, the um, so st- first of all, stop demoralizing yourself. Um, also, it comes across as, you know, lazy if you say, oh, I, I can't, you know, do names. You ha- Someone's been given a name, give respect to that name as well. But that's a different thing. But what I'm trying to say in terms of memory is don't demoralize yourself. Bake it till you make it. And lastly, talking about sleep. Now, sleep, oh my gosh, this can break and make your memory. Less sleep means poor memory and a good amount of deep sleep or REM sleep or rapid eye movement sleep means better or greater memory. And this is the major difference between someone who does and who doesn't have photographic memory. So that's pretty much it guys um sorry i don't know what happened there i kind of lagged a bit um but that's pretty much it i hope you enjoyed this little podcast got you know something out of it in terms of photographic memory and um like i you know i was about to say subscribe like comment but that's not really a spotify podcast rss thing is it no it isn't but anyways um comment somewhere message me on instagram what you would like to hear about next and until then we will see what we will talk about and um like i always say stay happy and keep smiling